y'all for having me. Thank y'all for playing the record. You know, GLP, that's one of my favorite bosses too, man. I appreciate y'all. I'm great. I'm great. How about you? I am awesome. That, that song right there, right, is the perfect opener because with us being in Atlanta now, mm-hmm. Atlanta is like the mecca of chocolate, right? And Come on, chocolate. 
Listen, right? <laughs> in Atlanta is crazy. And like you said in the song, you may wake up like what a psycho. You never know what you're going to get when you're in Atlanta. Like it's 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 cool, it's laid back, you got some go getters, but there's always the other side that people really don't see. So comparing you, who you are, to Atlanta. What's a different side of you, of Will, that no one really gets to see? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, what's the side of me that nobody gets to see? Um, I would say that, you know, the side of me that nobody gets to see, I'm really, like, I think a lot of times people think that I'm super super extroverted and, like, and like mm-hmm. this big, you know, bravado, big, big, cocky guy, but I'm really just slick, docile, and 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 chill. Like I be watching Disney movies with my <laughs> with my kids. Like, I'm chill, man. I'm real. I'm real laid back. And uh, you know, and I'm very much like um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like a, I'm a Houston boy at, at heart. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of country. You know, I'll be out there on my patio. You know, you know, doing barbe- barbecuing all the time and firing up the pit and stuff like that. So. I think that's the side of me, and then the, and then the nerdy side of me. You know, uh, my favorite channels on TV is like ESPN and like the History Channel. Ah. And I, so I think, yeah, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big ass like nerd jock. Yeah, I'm something like that. Proud <laughs> you. I would have never painted any of that when I looked at you. So yeah, that, that's there you go. But listen, I'm a talk. Listen, y'all, don't sleep on the Disney movies because. For some odd reason, I I end up crying. And regardless of what the movie is, I end up crying anytime I see a Disney movie. And my son is 14. So when I want to see something, I'm like, hey, let's go to the movies, even though he can care less. I really want to uh, see it. I want to see it. Well, so, I know, right? Disney movies are great, man. They make the yeah. Disney movies so that parents can, can stand it. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's a reason why you know, everybody loves Disney movies. You know, so, so right. I'm, I'm a big Disney fan. Yeah, so it's a shout-out to Disney. How how was that? How was that transition for you? Yeah, uh, the transition for me. You know, a lot of people I get asked this question quite often. You know, because because of my worship leader background, mm-hmm. and it's funny because in my perspective, it's the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was raised on R and B. Like I was raised on I was raised on like Earth, Wind and Fire and the Shy Lights mm-hmm. and the Vandross and Brian McKnight and mm-hmm. you know like. You know, these are the Stevie Wonder, like, that's what I was raised on. You know, I didn't really start getting super active into the church until I was, like, much older. So when I got active in the church, I was like, you know, I became a worship leader, you know, and I enjoyed that time and I had fun with it. But I think it was always, uh, you know, R&B has always been in me, you know, and I love love to worship and I I love gospel music. I love inspirational music. Um, But, and, and, and it's to me, it, but it only speaks to one part of me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, so you know, the R&B allows me to be able to speak to all the parts of me. You know, and uh, and, and and like I said, I was raised on R&B. I mean, it was, 
to me, it, it would have been more shocking for a lot of people in my in my in my close circle. It would have been more shocking to them mm-hmm. had I gone off to have a gospel a full blown gospel career, you know. <laughs> so. Okay, so all right, music is your is your thing. That's what you enjoy enjoy doing. So now, when you have people like Mary, Mary, Travis Green, and they're in the uh-huh. church and you guys are singing together, how do you not like one up them? Like you can sing. Oh, uh, well, thank you, um, man. I I wouldn't dare try to <laughs> anybody on, on on a stage. You know, if 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 the stage is not meant for me to be the main performer, you know, I you know I I will chill. You know, I'm not gonna right. try to. You know, and then and, you know, and then I think also just me being more mature and and. and just understanding the way that I view myself and view my career and things like that. I, you know, I stopped trying to compete with people a long time ago, you know, right. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, and that's not a shot at anybody or anything or disrespect or anything. It's like, I just realized that that is not healthy to try to, right. you know, it's not healthy to try to compete with a whole bunch of other people. You don't know their situation. You don't know what they got going on. You don't know what their budget look like, you know, any of that. So, you know, I, I just try not. You know, I just try to. You know, be the best me and perform the best that I can. And if that just so happens to show somebody up, you know, I, I just understand that that was not my intention. I just came out here to do me. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I just came Don't be mad at me. me. Right, right, right. Don't be mad at me. I just came out here to do me, man. So, right. and I encourage everybody else to do them. So. Right, right, definitely. You guys, uh, if you just tuned in, this is Studio Vibes. This is an exclusive interview with Will with an exclamation. And we are just getting to know him. So now you said that you're not really, you're not, your your goal is not to compete. That's not what you're trying to do. So when you have the athletic background, when you were in football, when you were playing football, um, Mm -hmm. you had compete. You had to, to really, really fight for the wins, even as a team. So how do you go from having that mindset of I have to I have to win by any means necessary or that competitiveness to now being an artist and trying to find your find your way without stepping on people or pushing people to the side? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, I would say, you know, the the same thing it's not to say that just because I'm not competing doesn't mean that I'm not trying to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just because I'm not competing with them doesn't mean that I'm trying, I'm not trying to win either. I'm just trying to, a win for me, mm-hmm. a win for me would be, uh, you know, if I'm done, you know, from a performance perspective, a win for me would be, you know, if I get done with, the, uh, I get off the stage and, and everybody, everybody enjoyed my performance and they want to go and listen to my music. Um, I didn't. I don't have to have. I wouldn't. In my mind, I don't have to have the best performance that night. I just had to win for me. Right. You know? And uh, and and every time I go out, I'm trying to win for me and, and step it up and level up in my area. And so I'm I'm excited. I you know that 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 puts me in a good uh, that puts me in a good place. So I'm definitely competing. I'm just not competing with outside entities. I'm just competing. Right. Gotcha. Speaking of performances. What was your most memorable performance? Ooh, my ooh man, my most memorable performance. Mhm. Ah oh, man, you know what? 
And and just because of the significance of it, you know, I'm gonna say um, last year probably my it's probably one of the worst shows that I had because it was right mm-hmm. at the top of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, or I would say one of the worst turnouts that I had because it was right at the top of COVID. Um, I went and did a show in Houston, Texas, and I wanted to do it, you know, in my hometown, you know, for my birthday. That was like a big dream of mine, right? And, uh, and and when I went out there and I did the show, you know, it was it was right at the onset of of COVID. So people were trying, people were like just finding out about COVID. They were staying in the house. Nobody really wanted to come out. And so I was a little disappointed at first. But the reason why it was my most memorable show is because my mother was there, mm. and my mother was, uh, you know, she was like my biggest champion, and she was battling cancer at the time. And uh, for her be there, you know, on my birthday, and I know what it took for her to get out the bed and, and, and you know, put makeup on and, and right. you know, be there for, you know, to be there and, and enjoy my show, and it turned out, um, you know, that that was the last show that she would see me perform. Um, right. So, to me, that is, you know, that is my most memorable performance, whether, you know, because it really, it really didn't matter to me in the audience, so one would have been just fine for me. Uh, I just wanted my mother to, you know, to, to see me at my at my level and, you know, and, and to really just perform and, and for her to really enjoy, uh, you know, seeing her son up on that stage in the, in the way that she and I both knew that we could do it. So um, to this, to date right now, I would say uh, any other performance, um, any other performance is trumped by that, like 100%. Yeah, hands yeah. down. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's very touching. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, life happens. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's an interesting thing, right? So life definitely does happen, and it just opens up your eyes um, for you to be more appreciative of the people and the memories and the life experiences that you've had, and those are things that you will never forget. Like memories, you cannot replace memories for nothing. There's no value to it. Like you can't put a monetary value on memories. And so I think that if people really understand that, then they'll start to realize the time that you spend with other people, like spend your time wisely, you know, make sure that you're learning from someone, whoever you're around, you're learning from them and you're teaching them at the same time. So um, with that being said, I get into one of your, other tracks called How That Sound because Oh like yeah, come on, how that sound. You guys are into studio by exclusive with Will with an exclamation. I am your girl Stephanie Green. We will be right back. This is How That Sound. Pull up on your six five with a bottle, baby. How that sound Let a real nigga boss you around Turn around, pull the pennies down 
Yes. Well, wait, can I tell you? All right, look, let me tell you how things come full circle. So Davis, Davis and I, we, we, we were we're best friends from college. Mm-hmm. He put me on a foster. I put Davis on to Caleb because Caleb and I used to gig together a lot. So I put him on to Caleb when, that, that time when we worked on GLT in L.A. That was the first time Caleb and Davis met. And uh, and so yeah, it's just been a it's just been a a thing ever since. <laughs> you know. That's so funny! Oh my gosh! That's wild. Yeah, That's wild. talk about full circle, man. Listen. Yeah, What's one sure. thing? One one thing that um, you can say was truly a learning lesson for you when it comes to um, your music career. Oh man. Um. What's true, you know, I, you know, I've learned a lot of things. You know, it's so many things to try to speak to. And, okay. You know, relationships. That I learned. Ooh, relationships through music. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, I think that everything, you know, just like what you're saying. You know, I think uh, in this business and in a lot of businesses, you know, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. People say that a lot, you know, but it's true. It's very much, uh, it's very much, uh, you know, who you know and 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 who. Not even necessarily who you know, because there's a lot of people that you may know, but are they good with you? You know what I'm saying? Are you good with them? You know, if you you can know a lot of people and not have peace with them, and they not want to work with you, mm-hmm. that doesn't help you, and that doesn't help you at all. You know, so I think uh, I think for me, what I learned is just um, it's, it's not taking people for granted. You know, because sometimes people sometimes people are not on the day, and they'll be on tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and you would be if, I, I don't even want to be the friend of somebody who is who's only trying to rock with me because, you know, I'm on, you know what I'm saying, so, or, or they're on or whatever the case may be. So I think just having genuine, just having real genuine relationships and really just reaching out to people and helping them and, and hey, man, this, hey, I got something going on, you know, would you like to be a part of it? You know, just little mm-hmm. stuff like that, just reaching out to people and, and, and expanding your network and, and bringing value to your network. Um you know that's a big thing that I learned here, uh, working working in this industry and working in music and things like that. Because it definitely that's how a lot of things in this industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, and then you know, I've also learned a lot about how, about how to take care of my my business from a music uh, perspective. You know, artists get into, uh, and you know, they're really really. They just want to drop a song. They want to. They just want to make that song. They just want to put it out. They, you know, they really haven't thought about how they're going to put it out or what they're going to do or how it actually is distributed and things like that. And then, you know, and those people, I think, a lot of times end up being the ones, you know, on the side story on the H1 saying, "Oh, well, such and such robbed me of X, Y, Z," and it's like, no, that's not really how it went. You just didn't know your business, and unfortunately, you ran into somebody that was going to take advantage of it. Right. Um, you know, so so just really learning my business and taking time to research and understand, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, in this game, you gotta, you gotta do more than just make music. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, in anything that you do, you should know how to do every role at the end of the yeah. day. There shouldn't be anything that you don't know how to do, especially as an artist. So with Lynch, with me mentioning that, um, the fact that you not only wrote, but you were uh, the executive producer of three of your projects, Purpose, Purpose Take Me Home, yep. and H, 
how does your involvement in these projects play a role in your career's outlook? Oh man, I'm glad you asked that question. I, you know, you know, it makes it look right. You know, because that's the thing that I know that, like you said, um, if you want to learn how, you the CEO, a lot of times knows how to work everybody's job. You know, the great CEO, he knows how to work everybody's job from, you know, from uh, making the fries to, you know, handling the budget, you know, <laughs> whatever it's going to be. The best CEO knows how to do all those things. And I think for me, uh, that has been the, the biggest um, uh, help and, and, like, accelerant to my career has just been the fact that, I, you know, I can get it done on, on a limited budget a lot of times. You know, a lot of times with this music thing, budget is a big concern. And a lot of people, especially independent artists, they don't have that budget to mm-hmm. go pay for a producer, then turn around and pay for um, a songwriter if they don't write, or then turn around and pay for a vocal arranger if they don't arrange, and then turn around and pay for an engineer to be in the studio with you, and then turn around and pay for a mix. It's like, that's a lot of money a lot of times, yeah. especially for an independent artist that really doesn't, you know, don't have anything to to speak to spending all that all that money in the beginning. You know, that could be a very trying thing for me. Um, that was exactly the way my experience went. You know, I didn't have any budget to try to be pouring into this but I knew I needed it I knew I needed it to sound good. And I knew right. I needed to sing songs sing songs that fit my voice and that were in the key that I so I had to learn those things. I had to teach myself how to play and be an instrumentalist and be a producer, and then in learning that, it was like, all right, well, I like I like the idea that I have, but how do I make this idea sound good? Well, well, now I need to put on another hat, and I got to figure out how to be an engineer, you know. So uh, that's what, at the end of the day, you know, it just blessed me to be able to do that. You know, it's blessed me to be able to. Now I can turn around and say, oh yeah, I've executive produced many projects. You know, uh-huh. I've worked with these many artists. Um, you know, I can do the same for you. You know, what do you, whatever it is, I can fill in that gap, you know. Right. So it's just been a blessing to me because of that, you know. Mm, gotcha. So um, yeah, it, yeah. it's definitely important um, that you mention with independent artists and the, you know, responsibilities that come with it and speaking financially because a lot of independent artists really don't have the means, the funds to get a producer that of good quality, we'll say. Okay, we're not right. talking about the ones who are in the closet and, you know, they, they have you wrap it off of a little headset connected to yourself. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? So right, right. at the same time, there's going to come a point in time where an independent artist has to invest in themselves. So, for you, Absolutely. starting off, what do you what would you say your biggest investment when it comes to putting back into will with the exclamation? What was your first biggest investment? Ooh, my first big investment was getting a beat came feature. Oh, <laughs> that okay. was the first investment that I made, and uh, and and you know, and and being uh, you know being a bright eyed. You know, Bush tell independent artists at the time, I was like, okay, it's a lot of money. What are we going to do with this guy? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and uh, you know, and then eventually, uh, you know, you just pull the trigger. And, you gotta, and like you said, you got to make that you gotta make that decision. Say, you know what? Hey, I believe in myself. I believe in what? In, in the product that I have. Um, and, and it's time to show and prove, you know, it's trying to, you know, as they say, your mouth is. So, you know, that was the first 
I made, and then I made many other investments all through that. So you know, yeah. now now it's just now it's more of a you know it's just um it's really you know so now I don't I don't bat an eye about spending the I spent for fraction of what I've spent for my video and you know uh-huh. for you know concerts and shows that I put together and. You know, people that I paid to help, you know, put things together for me. So, I mean, it, so now it's just, uh, you know, hey, we just go get the money, figure it out, and, and invest it where you need to invest it. Right, definitely. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you've seen it to begin with. You know, you didn't just go crazy, especially when you start getting money in. Um, you know, a lot of people tend right. to take that money and blow it instead of reinvesting it. So, right. um, you know, right. it definitely right. comes a long way. So, every story has its cloudy moments, and with that being said, we're going to take another song break. We're going to play okay. No Clouds, and um, okay. well, another one. Great segue. Right? 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 <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are tuned into Studio Vibes, an exclusive interview with Will with an exclamation. I am your girl, Simply Bree. This track right here is No Clouds, and we'll be right back. Y'all gonna like this. <laughs> Everybody got something to say. People say a lot of things that they don't know about. Okay, so I've been known to get around. To be fair, some different clouds. I made some mistakes out here, so you can relate out here. But we can be great out here, increase the birth rate out here. Don't let them tell you I'm toxic, don't let them tell you be cautious. Cause we got a groove in the pocket. What we have is pure. Can you tell me why you been out here hiding? Like a diamond with no clouds Baby, that's pure Cartier, girl, you got the perfect diamond Let me love you like a diamond with no clouds That's pure That's pure That's pure That's pure Good decisions, no, you gotta make so indulge me, only God can judge me Been out here too long, a la carte You and me, the perfect combo that's from the heart I made some mistakes out here So you can relate out here But we can be great out here Every night's a perfect date, I swear Don't let them tell you I'm toxic Don't let them tell you be cautious We got a groove in the pocket
love you. Let me, let me 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 love you. you get compared to all the time. But I will say this. I did not realize that you were six feet five. Like you are tall as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a baby boy, <laughs> <you're> sure. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure when people when you when you meet people and they see your height first they automatically assume that you're an athlete, of course. And then you tell them sure, what yeah. you do, I'm I'm sure they're like, Wait, what? Huh? Yeah. yeah. All the time, yeah. yeah. All the time. Oh, they were like, they were like, hey, you play ball? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do, but that's not what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just take it and run with it. So tell us about um, prayer. Wait, wait. Let me get it correct. Prayer Works Entertainment. What is that about? So, so Prayer Works Entertainment, Prayer Works Entertainment is really like a DBA for my, for my um, entertainment company, I Will Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayer Works Prayer Works is more on the publishing side. You know, that's mm-hmm. my published entity. Okay. Um, and, and it's a double entendre. My last name is Prayer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then it's also like Prayer Works, as in these are my songs, but also Prayer Works, as in, hey, man, you're going to pray. Look, you at, look at you. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm a writer. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm a writer, too, so I recognize, I recognize it. So that's. That's really dope. I, I think that's magnificent. Now let's talk about this um, music writing camp. Speaking of writing, that you attended, how was it? Like, yeah. what, what, who put this together? How did you guys like orchestrate? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it was, so it was my initial idea, right? So, uh, you know, I came. Uh, I had an idea. I have a production group uh, with a friend of mine named T. Lee, uh, who's one of the baddest keyboard players, producers in like literally in the state of in, in the state of Georgia, let alone the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um and, and he's my good friend and my production partner. We have a group called Stop Playing With Me. Mm-hmm. And um Stop Playing With Me is our production team and we you know, we were just wanted to put together a writing camp, you know, I've been telling him for some months. I was like, yo, 
I think we should really put a writing camp together, you know, just really do it different, really do it big. Um, and then one day I brought it up to, uh, you know, brought it up to Davis, Chris, and, uh, and, and Mr. Foster, you know, and then they, you know, we decided to have them join in with us. And, uh, and you know, and then we all just kind of went tandem in it. You know, it was like two different teams, two, two power teams, two power squads, you know, joining together on some, you know, on some Avengers type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we put the uh, riding camp together. You know, and I also, you know, I also uh, work out of Bravo Ocean Studios a lot, which is the best studio in Atlanta. In Atlanta that, that took mm-hmm. a shout out to Bravo Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we a partner with Bravo Ocean, um, and uh, we decided to, hey, let's put a writing camp together. Let's try to really make this a different type of writing camp, you know, something super enjoyable and super different from what people are normally doing. And, then, you know, let's feed people at the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get them, you know, let's get people to come to work an eight-hour day, and, you know, we'll feed them at the end of the day, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take these songs, and we'll try to get everybody, you know, some uh, some added coverage and, some, and things like that. So we had an amazing time. It was an amazing camp. Um, I mean, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been better. It couldn't have went off. I, I really can't think of a better way that it could have went. <laughs> you know, it was perfect. Wow. Well, that's, and that's a good way. That's a good way to, to spend your time, um, as well as your energy, because when you mm-hmm. are around dope vibes, like yeah. I, I don't think people understand. Like when you come across, first of all, when you know you're awesome. And then you know other people are awesome just like you, and you're able to come together and create some awesomeness. Like that's the yeah. best high in the world. Like super friends, yeah, for sure. <sighs> you know, and it was super productive too. You know, and that's the beautiful thing about it. That was kind of one of the concerns when we first started putting it together. It was like, man, I, you know, we just want to make sure that it's going to be productive, and we were going to do things, you know, to make sure that it was. Um, but you know, like I said, it, you know, it, it went off without a hitch. It was perfect. Like it was literally nothing I would have done um, different. You know, except for next time we'll probably just you know invite more people and yeah. you know maybe even a bigger space. But it was beautiful. I, I really had a good time. And, and like you said, super friends got together and we did we did our thing. Yeah, you guys powered up. So what, when it when it comes to um you know the history of your music um you did have um, the tracks uh, which went on the Billboard chart twice what what two tracks was that and what was your initial reaction when you found out the news like it's it's up there uh you know my initial reaction was like oh wow <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. it's just belief you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the first one was uh, the first one was disbelief. You know, the first one I'm looking at it right now is yeah. a, a blues album called Wings and Blue Cheese uh, mm-hmm. that Davis Davis hit me about and was like, "Yo, I'm doing a blues album." Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was like, "I'm doing a blues album and I, and, I, and I think we could do something with it." And I was like, "All right, you know, tie me up, bro. Like, whatever you need me, whatever you need me to do." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, he, he talked to me about some things, and then, you know, I sent him some tracks and put some stuff together, and then, uh, you know, and then we worked on something together and just put it put it out, and, you know, next thing you know, it, you know, it hit the blues charts, and we were like, whoa, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, let's try to do it. If we, if we did it once, we could do it twice. <laughs> uh, and, they, and they've definitely done it. And, you know, Davis and, and Foster, you guys know, you know, they've got multiple billboards, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on my third now, but 
Uh, and then we got together and we did a record called Blood Ain't Thicker Than Water, which was uh, mm-hmm. which was at number two That's on the gospel awesome. charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we did a music video for it and everything, you know. And uh, you know, I, you know, I produced co-produced that with with uh, with Davis Chris and and wrote the hook for that. And you know, um, we just moved forward with it. And, you know, we just promoted it in the ways that we that we knew would be successful, and it, and it planned out, you know. Uh, it panned out, and, you know, it hit, and that that song hit the Billboard twice. You know, it, yeah. it, it, uh, the initial onset I think was at six, and then it jumped up to two. So it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great stuff, man. It was a blessing. You know, just just to finally be able to you know um, count myself with that number, so to speak. So right, uh, you know. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Like, Thank you. Well, let me give you a round of applause for that because that's a lot of work. Ooh, <laughs> I actually <laughs> played Blessed Thicket Water. Yeah, I played that track when I interviewed Davis, and um, that that track right there just hits you in a whole different way. So, um, of course, it's time for us to go, but. I want you to let everybody know where can they find you? Where can they support you and, and purchase your music and just grind and collaborate with you? I want to give a shout out to my squad, Back to Black. You know, Kevin and Thomas, man, they be holding me down. That's my management team. So, y'all, y'all hit them if y'all need to book me or anything like that. I would love to come to y'all city. Y'all check out my guys. Um, y'all can find me on all social media at no that. Will so Y O T H A T S W I L L. I'm everywhere at Yo That's Will. Um, of course, I, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. I mean, anywhere, anywhere you type in Yo That's Will, you're gonna find me. <laughs> you know, oh. it's all streamlined. Um, wow. I just uh, I just released the EP while I'm here. You know, promoting that EP, promoting that project. So y'all go check out Will with the exclamation. So that's W exclamation. Exclamation point LL with the exclamation. That's on Apple Music. That's on Spotify. Uh, Titles on anywhere that you any any DSP that's out there in the world, you can check out my music. Um, five songs, quick hitters, all of the all the jams, stuff that I know that you guys will enjoy and groove to and rock to. Um, and I'm excited. You know, I'm just excited for you guys to, to listen to it and, and, and continue to you know and maybe become fans. You know, so jump on board, jump on the wheel wagon. You know. Yes, <laughs> we'll like it. We'll like it. Yeah, right. I just made that up. I'm gonna have to put that somewhere. I don't know. Put it on the shirt <laughs> and put it up somewhere. Put it on the shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, thank uh, you. I really appreciate having you on tonight. It was such a pleasure learning about you, your music, your history, you. and everything there is to know about you. So, once again, you guys, please make sure you go and follow Will. Um, yo, that's Will all across social media. Um, continue to support him. Um, we're going to go out to this one song that we have left called uh, Twilight, and it's by Will with an exclamation. You guys, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, you guys have a good evening. Goodbye. No doubt. Thank you all so much. I appreciate y'all time. No doubt. Yeah. No, I don't deserve to come back not the way I've been is But we're apart now and I just can't manage 
I still need 